Hello, friends, and welcome back to Bloomington Spirits. I'm your host, Josh, and y'all, I am so happy to be bringing you guys another episode of Bloomington Spirits after that nice little sabbatical that I had, because, you know, those last four episodes really took it out of me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just fine. But I uh, got to take a nice trip up to Michigan at our family cabin, had a great family vacation, got to catch up with some cousins. It was awesome. Hope you're listening, Therese, Matt, you guys the bomb. Love you guys. Anyways, um, it was really nice to get to decompress and refocus for the second to last semester that I've got here at IU, and it's been going great so far. These last two weeks have been spot on. Love my classes. It's great. Cannot complain. But let's get on to this episode. We've got a great guest to ring in this fall semester for you guys. It is Katie Sweeney. I've known Katie for about three years now. Uh, we're in the same musical theater class here at IU. And it's been awesome to, to talk with her this time. We got to, you know, look back on our time here at IU, chat about her faith, our faith, her passion for bridging the gap between opera and musical theater, all around great stuff. Uh, before we hop in, I want to let you guys know that we are now going to be dropping episodes every Thursday from now till the end of time, or at least whenever this well runs dry. Um, we might take Thanksgiving or like other holidays off or whatever, uh, but we also might have special episodes on those days, so you'll just have to check back and see. Um, I also want to apologize for some traffic sounds that are in the background during moments in this episode. Uh, it must have just been a busy day. Uh, but hey guys, um, once again, thanks for coming back. I think that takes care of all the housekeeping. Now, just sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and enjoy. Well, hey there, Katie. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you're my first guest, as I was saying, uh, after a little break that we've had. Super stoked. Yeah, I'm very stoked to have you. Uh, what are we drinking today, my friend? Today we are drinking Flourish Chardonnay. Oh, it's so good. It is very good. Life and with a little flourish. We're celebrating the fact that I'm 21 now. Absolutely, so. <laughs> absolutely. So what was that like, having your birthday out there in Utah? Oh, it was fun. so fun. It was kind of weird because I didn't think that any place could have stricter alcohol whole laws in Indiana uh -huh. but I was wrong yeah um so it was definitely interesting like turning 21 and then like still having all these <laughs> rules right. about what I could drink what and where of, what, what's, what's it like over there what are they, it's what interesting they, you, you, they were like you have we well, always have to order food if you're gonna order a drink oh. you can't just drink unless you're like going to the one bar that was in town all right um <laughs> yeah which is so bar. interesting and then they told us at one place they were like we can give you a mixed drink with three different types of alcohol, but not like three flavors of the same alcohol. And I was it's like, so that's specific. such a weird, I know. I was like, what? is that really a rule? They were like, yeah. So, you know, just like really, that's, really wait, so strange. So could you order just a side and then get your, or to have to yeah, be a full meal? Like we would go to this, um, this Mexican restaurant and just order like chips and salsa and then Marg's. Wonderful. But Wonderful. they were like, you have to get the chips and salsa or we can't serve you i was like are you kidding me okay, thank you. yeah wow. i'm not hungry yeah. <laughs> so okay you were there with max and casey and brody i was a great gang such, such a crew yeah. yeah so you guys how many shows did you guys do we all were working on three shows so each of us were um in two shows okay. and understudying covering swinging a third right right cool. yeah so which ones were yours uh that you got um i was ensemble in west side story and mary poppins Wonderful. and then I was understudying Catherine for Newsies. Ah, yeah. So what was that like getting to understudy? Because that's a really oh fun my role. Gosh. That's a it's so fun. Her mm -hmm. song is so fun and so tricky. I yeah. was honestly glad I never had to go on. <laughs> the girl who was doing it, Molly, if you're listening, love you. Shout out. <laughs> um, she was incredible and she was never sick and she took such good care of herself. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness because yeah. I never had to go do it. Um, but I really learned so much from her. Which is great because actually I will be doing Catherine and Newsies at Cardinal Which in December. I to say congrats! I <laughs> Thank haven't you. A chance to. That's yeah, such a wonderful news. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. But so it was a good experience to you know be able to learn the role kind of in like a more low pressure situation right. first, Absolutely. Um, and just like get some takeaways from just an incredible, super experienced actress. So yeah. yeah. What would you say is like probably your you know top? two things that you learned from her oh my your gosh time getting to work together um what did i learn just in general she taught me like so many things um in general i would say like she took such good care of her voice 
like steamed like nobody's business. Steam is the bomb. It's the best. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even bring my steamer to Utah <laughs> where the air is so dry you can't breathe. So um, but just like how to take care of your voice when doing a role like that. Right. And she taught me a lot about like finding her self-confidence because hmm. like like we were talking about i mean that role is hard and mm-hmm. that song yeah. is hard especially I mean, you're, you're one of the only females in that whole entire show right i mean, I mean the only I mean, literally. literally the only and that's a lot of that's a lot to carry for for a show. definitely and it's such a strong female character so like i mean she she just had a lot on her shoulders and mm. like doing that type of a that that song if you haven't listened to it everyone like go listen to it because it's crazy but doing like that fast paced of a song when she was like laced up in a corset and couldn't really (laughs) breathe (laughs) I was like (laughs) she just I mean it was hard but every rehearsal she would pinpoint something that she wanted to do a little bit better Mm -hmm. and and never got I mean there were times when obviously like it was rough but she never got down on herself and she always found ways to like make herself feel confident in the role which like was great to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great role model to have. <laughs> yeah. So have you seen the the original movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I okay, I love Bill Pullman with all my heart. <laughs> he is great. I mean, his president's speech in Independence Day is like I was listen to it every Fourth of July. But um, I'm I think that them changing that character of the reporter to Catherine and mm. then giving her that connection to um right. to her dad. I I think that it really helped flesh the show out even more definitely yeah i um i always remember my first reaction because when i went to go see it on broadway i didn't realize that it was uh switched like that Uh and i had this whole entire conflicting thing of like this is everything i've known in my whole life but this is so good i don't (laughs) yeah you said hold on why is this different but why do i love it yeah (laughs) Yeah. so how are are the other shows that she got to be so fun oh my gosh i mean mary poppins is just a crowd pleaser Mm -hmm. i mean everyone always loves it people were flying all over the place and (laughs) the sets were ginormous and like i mean the spectacle of it was just awesome um, and West Side Story was really incredible. George Penny directed and choreographed yes. it and like did such a beautiful job, not only with the choreography, which mm-hmm. was like the perfect amount of challenging, but like really, but like doable at the same time. Right. Um, but also just with like the direction in terms of the acting, like he's a very emotional director, as Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. <laughs> he like leads with his heart yeah. first. I, and I think it fit the show yeah. perfectly. Oh, and absolutely. it just ended up being like a really beautiful creation of, of just like, I don't know, just this message of like love and, mm-hmm. you know, overcoming our differences and, and realizing that all of that doesn't matter. We just need to come together. Absolutely. Which is awesome. I mean, I will always remember when we were rehearsing the 39 uh, lashings oh, in yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar for the first time. And uh, he's, see, you know, we're seeing Andrew Macon just getting slashed and slashed. And we're all like, oh boy, oh, poor <laughs> Minx. And George is like, no, no, no. Imagine this is your best. This is Macon. This just imagine Macon is getting lashed like yeah. this. And just like things like that. And yeah, I, I love George. I think that he has his his um his faults, but I mean, we all do. But I mean, like <laughs> uh, he really knows how to put into words like this is what I want yeah. from you in a very genuine and caring way. Definitely, yeah. yeah. People were really, really impressed with him, and I mean, I can understand why. That I mean, out of everything that I did this summer, that was the one that I think I hold just the closest to my heart because mm-hmm. it also connected me with the people there a lot more just because of the type of show that it is and the message that it um conveys so i like closing night we were all singing somewhere and just bawling our Mm -hmm. eyes out on stage even though george was like you cannot cry you cannot cry (laughs) on the stage you need to let the audience cry and you have to be strong and Mm -hmm. we were like no (laughs) not on closing night that's that's one of those you know that those moments that like you have when you're so connected to a cast that it's just tough to really let go after that. That's that's when you know that, like, this is why we do stuff like this. Because yeah. not only are you connecting with, you know, the audience and getting to, you know, teach those lessons, like you said, of community and loving and everything, but you also get to, you know, experience that yourself to the fullest degree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah totally. So, okay. <laughs> Going back to a drinking in uh, Utah. You are a very devout Christian, as <laughs> yes. am I. And um, you had gone through the thing of you know i'm not gonna drink until i'm 21 right and i just 
I've never gotten to. We never really got to talk and like break this, unpack this thing. <laughs> what was that like for you? Not just you know that decision alone, but you know I I know what it's like to be going Christian through college. But I mean, mm. what's your perspective? How's that been for you? Um. Well, okay. Specifically with the like twenty one thing, um, a lot of people ask me like why I waited till I was twenty one to drink. Right. And there's a lot of different reasons. I think first and foremost. <laughs> number one I'm a goody two shoes and I'm have to follow the rules or I freak right. out right. <laughs> um and also I think like you know in terms of my faith like that that sets a good example and you know um sets me apart in a way hmm. also it was a lot about self-discipline and just I mean after the fact like after getting to college and realizing how easy it would be for me to just be like yeah I'll just have a drink yeah. I think it was just like no I'm gonna do this and prove to myself that I have self-discipline and can wait right um which is great because I think now I know if I decide I'm going to do something or not going to do something I'll 100% go through with it right. um as a whole I will say like being a Christian in college is a lot harder than I thought it would be mm. Um, and I, everybody kind of told me that coming in, but like coming from a community, like I'm from Indianapolis area. So like I'm coming from a community where everyone kind of believes the same thing. And I've always had a really strong support system and just like never really had a reason to struggle with my faith. Right. Um, and so then like coming into college where like a lot of people don't believe that same thing it was hard for me to like find that community and to stay really strong in my faith. And like, obviously we all go through seasons as like Christians where right. we're like, have wow, I'm really struggling yes. and I'm having yeah. my doubts. And like, right. and you know, then we have the season where we're like, I never doubted you, God. Like yeah. I knew you were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. you know, we go through our seasons, but like, um, I think the thing that really helped me was number one, realizing that, it's okay that not everyone believes the same thing. Right. Um, I don't have to be in a community of like people who think exactly the same way as me to have a faith. And honestly, like the diversity of opinion has made my faith stronger. I'd agree. Um, because it made me search for answers to questions mm -hmm. that I didn't know I had. Yeah. Um, and also like finding that community. Like I found a really great church that I love going to and like, you know, my my freshman, sophomore year roommate is a really strong Christian, too. Mm -hmm. So we like still talk and get together. And she's somebody I can always lean on in that respect. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's ups and downs. But I think what I've learned through it all is that first and foremost, and I always say this to people, um, I was like, first and foremost, I think God is love. And mm -hmm. so. I'm just blessed to be in a situation where I get to show that to people who Absolutely. might not get that anywhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I try to go about the thing of, you know, there's been so Christianity has been used for such bad in the, in the world. Right. And there's, oh, it's only now on us to be able to be like, all right, well, what's, what's our way of, you know, not trying to be pushy or, drown people with our faith <laughs> right i mean which we we, we just want to drown them with our love you know yeah, <laughs> but, exactly yeah. and um getting to be able to show that aspect of things has i mean while it has its struggles i feel like it's also it's very rewarding in a yeah, sense yeah absolutely um and one thing that i've kind of really gotten to settle in uh, especially because I kind of re I relate to what you're saying about everybody coming from a place where everybody believes the same thing. I mean, I'm a pretty small town. Like, it's called Barnyard Center for a reason. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, uh, or was, I mean, it's kind of been growing. But everybody, you know, really has the same beliefs. And finally having this, you know, like a, a wall of, um, I don't want to say retaliation, but mm. um, the world where you're like, yes, okay, technically we really do not know. But that's why it's called faith. Right. And, um, you know, falling back on that and, you know, being able to share that with people is an awesome thing to get to experience. Um, so what was it like growing up with you and your, in your family where you're, you, you know, where you just right from the get go, your family is a pretty big churchgoers and things like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Um, my, I think I've like, I'm pretty sure I've always gone to church and mm, <laughs> like, no I don't really remember a time when I didn't, um, and my parents, you know, have have both been um, Christians for a while. So I, yeah, I like grew up in the church. Um, 
like did the whole like went to Bible study and like went to youth group yeah. and I was on the worship team oh, and yeah. did that whole thing and and um I think one of the reasons that that hasn't really gone away since I've been in college is because I I just loved that community mm-hmm. so much it right. was such a great place for me to be and like it's so funny to think back on like my journey of faith like when it clicked for me versus like you know when you're going because your parents take you versus when i was like i really want to be here when did it really click for you i think it was for it funnily enough it was like in middle school which sounds like a little bit early (laughs) like (laughs) but i just remember being we went we did this church camp in like i want to say it was somewhere it was definitely somewhere in tennessee and Mm -hmm. like it was a little bit different than any other church camp we had done before. Like instead of just going to all these activities, we like helped out in the community every day. Oh, we like awesome. did something. It was kind of like yeah. a, it was a like a mission trip of sorts. But like I at the time I didn't think of it because when you think mission trip, you're like I'm going to Africa or right. like you know. Right. So, but it was yeah, it was like a a mission trip, kind of at home. Right. <laughs> um, right. So and I just remember like serving the people of that community something was different versus like just hearing a message every night about how awesome God is, which is great too. But like actually getting to, to like act out my faith was very different. And I just remember worshiping one night and like for the first time ever hearing God's voice, just saying like, I'm here. Mm. And that was the coolest thing for me because I, in that moment I was like, everything that I've ever been worried about or doubted doesn't matter in this moment because I know in this moment, I know God is real. And like, absolutely. And that was, I think that's when I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to be a part of this community. I want to have a relationship with God forever. So yeah, that's like kind of when it clicked and I got started getting more involved in my youth group and, and would like beg my parents to take me when they were (laughs) like, I don't know, we're kind of tired. And I was like, please, can we go this Sunday? How how, uh, big was your church and like your youth group? Um, it's, it's been growing it, my youth group. I want to say like started out with maybe like 30, 40 kids. And Uh now it's like grown into a bigger thing. So I don't even know how many they have now, but I mean, I would say anywhere. I I, I know I haven't been there for like, I mean, my high school youth group. Yeah. I like haven't gone in almost four years, you know, so we go to the same church that we went to when I was in high school. So yeah, (laughs) I I don't really have much connection to them anymore. Sadly, they were a great church. Yeah. Yeah. I like a top off. Oh yes, please. Yes. Yes. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. So while while I'm doing this, (laughs) (laughs) while you have it open, (laughs) while I have it open, um, So you're going, okay, we both got cast in American Idiot. Yes. Yes. Very excited. Um, Ready. Ethan, if you guys are listening, Justin, uh, thank you for this opportunity. Shout out. Very pumped. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm just going to do a little plug. It's November 1st and 2nd, um, UP (laughs) Studio Theater. It's for free. Be there or be square. Anyways, uh, so that show, very... um, uh, different uh-huh. from what we've been just talking about, uh, to say the least. Um, have you ever had roles that you kind of like feel, I, I don't want to say a crisis of faith from, because that's dramatic, but, um, you know, been like, should I be a part of like, what's, what's, what's that been like? I mean, definitely. Yes. And it's, I think for me, I always get worried over things that I feel like a lot of people would be like, Katie, like that's not that bad. Right. But I, my first ever role in college was (laughs) in this play called Picasso at the La Panne. Yes, it was. was. And I was cast as this woman named Suzanne. And in the first like 30 seconds of her being on stage, she like changes her shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't be like in a bra on stage. Like I can't do that. <laughs> and, then, and then she has like four monologues about sex. And right. I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like I, I like told my parents, I was like, don't come to the show. Like I don't want you to see me like this. And like yeah. looking back on it now versus like what American idiot is, it seems so like not that big of a deal. Right. But I just think when it's like, it, it was portraying <laughs> um, a character that definitely was very different from me and partly, mm-hmm. like, mostly because of my, like, beliefs and I'm, like, a very, like, modest person. <laughs> so I, it was definitely difficult. And 
I had to find a way to like, I don't want to say justify it, but like, mm-hmm. cause I don't want to like, I would never, I would never do a role that I really felt like was, um, sacrificing like my beliefs, but like, right. I kind of had a, to find a way to be a little bit more comfortable with it and know like, okay, this mm-hmm. is a part in a play. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like if, if I ever felt like truly conflicted, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to have to like yeah. step back from this. Exactly. Like, I, I, um, I definitely, I had one friend, uh, back at home who kind of, I was asking about this cause he was about to do, I can't remember the show. Um, but he's also a fellow Christian. He was like, you know, you're playing a part. It's not you that are saying, it's like really saying this stuff. It's part of your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree with that to an extent, but I, cause I also like understand the amount of having to bring yourself into a mm-hmm. role. Um, and so I found like for spring awakening, um, I kind of had that a little bit of worry. I mean, I didn't tell, I told I didn't tell my parents that I was even in it until oh. after the show. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't want you guys to come. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but I, I found that it's, it's when it's like really problematic, uh, material not saying that spring awakening is but when it's material that's touchy and Mm -hmm. is you know on that on that line it only makes me think of like okay what can i learn from Mm. this world that i'm being placed in right and that's kind of what i'm trying to think along with this part in american idiot exactly um and it also makes you think, all right, well, I mean, if I'm playing Iago or somebody like awful, mm-hmm. like, or, you know, Hitler, I'm not saying I ever would play Hitler, <laughs> but like, you know, you're playing the part. It's not necessarily who, right. who you are. And I don't think that people can, I, I, I feel like if you, people were to judge you for that, uh-huh. I feel like that's just a little of, maybe not, not, right. not like the place to say, I guess. Yeah. And I think like the important thing to remember is, it's it's good to get out of your comfort zone and and to find connection with characters that are a lot different than you Mm -hmm. um it's hard sometimes but i think and in any situation kind of like i was saying before like if it gets to a point where you're like super conflicted i think there's always room for discussion Mm -hmm. um about how to navigate that or maybe how to pull it back a little bit um but i think it you know, for the most part, I as long I think as long as it's not compromising your beliefs, you're not portraying something that you feel like is so opposite of of who you are. Right. I mean, it's like a part in you're portraying an aspect of life which is like really beautiful. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the the real draw of you know performing in the spaces that we do. For me, getting to you know experience humanity of different levels mm. that we don't get to experience exactly um and i'm really interested to see how this because i mean with with this cast i mean there's 11 girls and six guys yeah when this show i mean it was i mean green day is such like a very masculine like the the angst and like the the you know the feeling of burdens placed on you in this post 9 11 world i'm very interested to see how that's played with our cast yeah um especially and i feel like uh, this, I mean, these past few years have been such like a very big monumental movement for for uh, females in this world. Yeah, and getting to see that aspect of this show flipped on its head, um, I'm very interested to see what that what comes from there. Definitely, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready to get into the rehearsal room yes, and just go and see what Nina does with it, yeah, and no, Justin and I'm sure everybody. They, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have some great things planned. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys more about. It. Hope you guys come see it. Come see it. Yes, it's gonna be great. We have our first rehearsal on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Have you ever been in like part of a rock musical before? Um, not really. I mean, like. Jasper and Deadland was like a little mm-hmm. more angsty than I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Cause they like put me in this like sequin, like push up bra for my costume. <laughs> and I was like, this is like go crazy. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but no, no, no. So like, I guess that one kind of, but also like I was the one like opera singer part in the show. Right. So like, I guess this is kind of the first time I'm really getting to explore that side mm. of myself. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah. that's fine. I mean, getting a step out of your comfort zone once again. Right. But, uh, okay. Well, but your comfort zone, let's go to there. <laughs> we haven't touched on that yet. Really. My comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's go back. <laughs> yeah. So where did uh, this, you know, love for the opera and the legit of the world really come mm. from? Um, 
Well, I grew up in a very musical family. So mm-hmm. your parents I, play instruments? Yeah, my well, my dad is an instrumentalist, so he played um, saxophone, alto saxophone, for Wonderful. a really long time. Yeah. And my mom was a vocal performance major, a singer, like mm-hmm. opera all the way, and she was like wanting to do the whole thing, like go be an opera singer, be a performer. And then she said she went to this like master class where with an opera singer and she was like, you don't have time for a family and you're always moving around. And my mom was like, yep, never mind. (laughs) So then she became a music teacher um, and she was actually my voice teacher for a while. So I mean, like I grew up listening to like a bunch of classical music. Mm. I mean, like a lot of types of music, but just like music was always in my life. And then classical was kind of the first thing I was introduced to as a singer just Hmm. because that's what my mom did and what she taught me. Do you remember the first song you uh, ever worked on? Oh my gosh, I do, but I, what is it called? I think it was called, um, oh my gosh, it was an Italian aria. Ooh. was, that's what it was. Okay, it was Oh Cessate di Piagarmi. Wow, sounds I, I don't, I, yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of repetitive, but you know, I was 12. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Baby that was the first one that I like worked seriously on and I took it to like that Isma like solo and ensemble mm-hmm. thing um, and performed it there, which was super fun. And that's when I was like, it was funny because that was in middle school, but like we had to choose between band and choir mm. for our first year. And like I did band and I played alto saxophone yeah. and then I also joined choir later. And so I was like going through this period of like, I don't know what I'm going to choose when I get to high school. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think after that I was like, Oh, I'm a singer. Like right. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, like I love playing the alto sax, mm-hmm. but like, no, I'm, I, I'm a singer and I didn't realize that like, I, I was like, okay, wait, I actually can do this, mm, like, right. the real way. But yeah. then you had a different choice of I did. which way you want to go. <laughs> singing. I, you know, I got to be honest, like, I didn't really realize musical theater was, like, a thing I could do, mm. really. Um, I was never, I mean, like, I loved certain musicals, but, like, I'm not one of those people that grew up just, like, loving musical theater and going, seeing all the shows in New York and, right. like, I never had that moment where I went to a show and was like, that's what I have to do. Like I never really had that moment. I just knew I loved singing and mm-hmm. performing. Um, and so like, I always thought I was going to go the classical route. And then my junior year of high school, I was the lead in our musical and the, the director was like, Hey, like you should check into musical theater. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And the more I learned about it, I was like, yeah, this might be for me. And funnily enough, like, when I was choosing my college, I was down to like two choices and one of them was here for musical theater, but the other one was at a different university for opera. And so like, not only did I have to make the choice between a school, but like a career basically as well. And I think it came down to the fact that like I wanted to dance. Mm. So, and I would still be getting, you know, I still have the opportunity here to explore that classical side of myself. Right. So like I mean, we have Jacobs right across. The we river. literally <laughs> have like the best music school in the world across right. the street. Right. So yeah, which I mean, and people here have been so wonderful about making sure that I get those opportunities to like right. cross over and still explore that side. Cause I yeah. love classical music I mean, and I, I missed your, it. Your capstone about yeah. It. My, oh my gosh. My capstone. I like worked with, um, Connie Kukuro, who is this, incredible opera singer she was this gorgeous coloratura i mean she sang everywhere super Uh famous like she taught me while ray was on sabbatical and so we hammered out like four arias and in a semester and she was like okay and then i she was like these are you know ready go do them for your your capstone so my capstone Mm. was like i sang those four arias and two musical theater pieces and like kind of talked in between each one it about sounded the wonderful. <laughs> for you got for your listeners it was incredible <laughs> well thank you <laughs> and t- you know what i was really nervous and it took a lot of time to put together but i really wanted to describe how like musical theater and opera can connect it was mm-hmm. called bridging the gap shout out to luke for thinking of that name um <laughs> <laughs> just because like i uh, sometimes especially here like I feel like people are like, no, they're so separate and you cannot do both. And I'm like, no, you can explore 
all types of music just like mm-hmm. you know if you do opera you can explore pop or if you do musical theater right. you can explore country music like it takes and i will say like classical singing takes a lot a lot of discipline but like it's something that I don't think we should cut ourselves off from and I don't want the world to like forget about that music. So, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say are like big differences in just prepping songs like like you're doing your arias versus your musical theaters stuff? What do you say are like the big differences? Um, Arias are, take a lot more time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just in my experience. Not that they like should, because you know, you should still work really hard on your musical theater pieces. Right, But, um, Sometimes you got to do different languages. Right. That's the be, thing. Yeah. It's like you learn a lot of times you just learn the notes and then mm-hmm. you go in and you have to like phonetically sound out, like figure out this whole other language and figure out how that translates and how to act the piece mm-hmm. in a different language and make sure people understand what you're saying, even totally. though it's a different yeah. language. And And the singing is like, for me, it takes a lot more attention to detail just mm, because like it's so it's just so technical. Right. It's like the 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 breath control is insane that you have to have. And just like I all the things that opera singers can do with their voice is just insane to me. I mean, they don't use microphones that they can fill right. a whole and like they, yeah. the, they can fill a whole opera house or theater like. So it definitely, for me, just takes a lot more of me, like, sitting in a practice room, mm-hmm. working on two measures at a time, right. like, hammering it out. Now, do you think that that may... I don't want to say it takes out, like, artistry, because that's obviously not... not right, 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 right. <laughs> but, like, do you think that it takes out your sense of, like, you know, connection on a, mm-hmm. on a level, emotional level to the piece? Or as opposed to you're doing, like, I don't know, a Sondheim or something? Yeah, I think... Like, a, to a certain extent, yes, because opera is very much about the voice. Right. And, like, it's very, like, the acting is very, like, over the top a lot of times. Like, like dramatic. Yeah, just very dramatic Um, in order to kind of get the point across. That's just kind of the style of it. Um, So it's a lot easier in musical theater to, like, like, the text is usually the most important thing. And so just to, like, stick to that and just be in the moment 100% truthful connecting to the piece versus when I'm singing an aria I'm like okay like lift your soft palate and hit this note or you're gonna be so (laughs) mad at yourself (laughs) so yeah definitely yeah so do you think you have like those four songs that you're working on do you think there's one that you connected to most uh on like the level of you know, because you did you did one in German one in one in French French one Italian and one English yeah So do you think that, you know, especially for those foreign language ones, do you think that there was a certain language that you really connected to that you found like it was easier to be able to bring forth what oh, you were trying yeah. to say with it? Um, well, funnily enough, the piece that I loved the most acting wise was the English one. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and just because it was I just felt like the music was gorgeous and it just gave me the most to work with. Right. Um, I always love singing in Italian. I just think it's such a beautiful language and so it really lends itself to like the the theme of the piece or like the acting I guess of the piece because mm-hmm. you know a lot of times arias are especially for sopranos are like these beautiful like love songs or like dreamy right. and so I think Italian really lends itself to that I mean not not always but um I guess yeah maybe that just because it's easier to use like the form of the language to um, inform the acting choices. Totally, totally. So, okay, bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. <laughs> what do you think if you could have your ultimate dream of like, all right, mm. now I know I have really got, I've given, you know, ultimate respect to both like musical theater people go to the opera now t- constantly and opera people are like, hey, I'm going to sing some Sondheim. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, w- how do you think like you would want to help achieve that in mm. some way? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think right now I've been thinking more in terms of how I can do that as a performer mm-hmm. personally. Um, and I just like look up to a lot of performers who have done both. Um, like, I mean, everyone knows Kristen Chenoweth is right. like, everything to me and um like Renee Fleming and Kelly O'Hara just like like not mirroring their careers but you know having a similar career where 
you can do both and you show that it's very possible to sing in both styles, perform in both styles. Um, but in terms of like everyone, first and foremost, I just really want people to fall in love with opera again because mm-hmm. a lot of people say that it's dying. And right. I know a lot of times younger generations don't necessarily understand why it's been appreciated for so long. Right. Um, so I would just say in general, like I would really, really love for um, like opera singers and musical theater performers to just like kind of regain a respect for each other's art forms yeah. and go support each other. Cause I think that's the first thing to do to quote bridge the gap. So <laughs> I mean like this summer we, the company that I was working with also does uh, performs operas in the summer. And so they mm. did um, the marriage of Figaro, which is hilarious and a lot of the opera singers were also in one of the musicals. Oh, interesting. And yeah. That and must have been an interesting dynamic. It was. It was so cool. And like there were things that we never realized that were so difficult about their job. And like mm-hmm. I remember one of the opera singers, like we were talking about musical theater auditions and what they're like. And, right. and she was like, hold on a second. Like you guys get like a minute in the room most of the time, like to show everything you can do when you audition. And we were like, yeah, like usually. Right, yeah. yeah, and she was like, I just have like mad respect for you guys because like opera singers go in, they sing a whole aria, they wait, the judges deliberate, and then they're like, well, you sing another one for us. I mean, they could mm. have who knows how long in the room. So right. she was like, that's like insane that you guys are able to, to, to just go in, give them a minute of what hopefully is your best and right. still like get the job. And then I think in that moment, I kind of realized I was like, we just don't know anything about each other right and like the work that we put in to get the outcome that we do um it's so easy to look at the final product and just be like i like it or i don't like it but Mm -hmm. i think we just need to regain a respect for like everything that like all the work we put in right um and like so there were so many cool things that we got to learn about each other that i was like yeah this is what we need more of like a conversation between the two totally so what do you think about you know, the general public of, especially young people, not, yeah. not thinking like that opera has a place in their life. You know, do you think that there's a certain way that we could, you know, especially for myself, I can't say that <laughs> I know anything about opera, but um, should we get them younger or like, you know, what do you think about I that? See what, okay. I, well, it's very difficult. I think a lot of times the reason that younger generations don't get into opera is just because a lot of them are very old operas. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, and I've, they're I long. Haven't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard of like a new op- opera being like written and performed really. I feel like and that, being like super yeah, popular. Successful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I, I think if you're not an opera person, maybe try to find something similar to like a new work. Like we did the, like Steve Jobs opera oh, last right. year. Oh, right. I forgot about that. And I like personally, With the moving I like, iPhones, yeah, right? like I couldn't go see it, but I think maybe like um, finding something that's like more applicable to your life that you can relate to. Cause it's hard, especially when it's in a different language. You're right. like, what the heck is going on? And operas have very complicated plots. <laughs> yeah. So when it's in a different language and it's already complicated, you're like, I can't watch this. So yeah. go find something that you can like relate to. Um, start with like an English opera. There's plenty mm. out there. Um, like find something to ease your way in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's okay if you hate it, but like I, it was so funny in my capstone. I talked about this. I was like, I like took a poll of like people. I was like, do you like opera or not like opera? And like a majority of the people who said that they just like hated opera also said that they had never, never seen, seen an it. opera. Mm, yep. So I've, I just would say try it because I think a lot more people would realize that they do enjoy at least the music or Mm -hmm. the singing, you know, or the spectacle of it all. Mm -hmm. Like if they just went and saw one, like people are like, I hate it, but I'm not going to go see one ever. (laughs) So I'm like, how do you know? Do you have a, do you have one that you'd recommend people like go check out and listen to online or something? I mean, I'm very like, um, partial to anything Mozart because <laughs> right. I mean like everyone knows and honestly like there's a lot of operas that I think you wouldn't realize that you recognize things from oh, like okay. a lot of just like the tunes I should, probably shouldn't say tunes but like yeah. you know <laughs> a lot of the like arias or the orchestrations like 
are things that we've heard or like are in like lullabies we hear as babies or like I remember I was sitting next to um Max Fowler when we went to go see the opera this summer <laughs> and like this very common like Mozart theme came up and uh-huh. he was like oh my god that's from this opera and I was like yeah like that's it's wild. so like yeah. we don't realize we don't make those connections right. so I mean the marriage of Figaro is a great one that's the one we just um did this summer I wasn't in but they did right. <laughs> um and it's good because it's a comedy so mm-hmm. it's not like everything super dramatic and like sad and heavy the whole time right um so yeah i really enjoyed that one they're doing magic flute next year i just love mozart so like Dope. i would say anything that but yeah, that's awesome um okay so you mentioned chris and chenoweth i know that you have a huge love for Gosh, her i love her what would you say is your favorite thing that she's been in because oh. i i have i have mine and it is hands down the west wing because oh. i didn't i didn't know that she was in it and then what? in like season five, she pops up and I was like, what is she doing <laughs> here? But she became like my favorite character. Out she of really does it all. Like, she does. Girl can do anything. And it's handle Sorkin, crazy. Sing scenarios. Yeah. Whatever you need. I mean, like show wise, I love obviously her Glenda and Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, like inspiration. Can, and I, can I tell you something? Yes, please. And the, and the listeners. <laughs> I've never seen Wicked. Oh my gosh, no way. Crazy, right? You're like one of the few. I know. It's weird. And it's funny because I'll remember, I'll be like one of the people, you know, on, on your thing is like, have you ever seen opera? I've never seen Wicked and I hated it for the longest time. And I was, <laughs> and then I gave that up. I'm like, why do I have such like a vitamin, like, <laughs> yeah. like dislike for this thing that I've never <laughs> I've even never seen? seen. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Right, right. Yeah, I love, I love her and Wicked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my favorite 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 thing that she's ever done was she did like the in concert version of candide Mm. and she sang glitter and be gay (laughs) (laughs) it was just like the most extraordinary beautiful like that song is hard that song is like seven minutes of straight up like high notes just all across the board and she's just so good at it and she's like running around the stage like a crazy person it's crazy how she's so tiny i mean like she's so tiny there's some times in uh the west wing there where they pay her uh pit her with um cj craig aka allison janey who's (laughs) super tall like six five yeah and like they equally just both put out like incredible like energy i I couldn't even imagine what she must be like live oh my gosh one of those like just fiery bursts of she's so good i saw her live in like 2015 and she all she did was walk on stage and i was like crying Crying. i was like she's so good (laughs) my mom was like she didn't do anything i was like did you see her walk like (laughs) no but i just admire her i know i was like she can even walk like wow she can do anything like she I think that's what I admire most about her because I want to be that like versatile of right. a performer because I mean in the the like live show that I saw her do she went from like opera to legit musical theater to contemporary musical theater she sang country like she sang contemporary Dang. like pop I mean she just Talk did about it bridging all. the gap bridging she bridged all the gaps honey <laughs> I didn't have to do anything so I was like yeah that's I think that's why I look up to her so much and like obviously you know there's those you know, little like nuggets of things that are my favorite, but like, right. gosh, if she can just, she can do it all and be the best at it all. <laughs> so as we're phasing into our next chapters of, you know, where we hopefully, you hopefully become the next Christian channel. <laughs> um, and I, the next Alison Janie, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so what's, what do you think? I mean, I know it's early, so we still got a whole year. I don't want to put the horse before the cart, but I mean the cart before the horse. But, um, <laughs> Do you have any big plans of where you're thinking of going after this? Um, I Right now, the plan is to hopefully work again next summer mm-hmm. um, somewhere and then move to New York City. The big all city. Yes, NYC, the Big Apple. So And just like start auditioning. I think New York was really scary to me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Why is that? 
I it just seems so daunting, and yeah. it's just I mean, so. It abs- I mean, it is. It, like totally. it is, and you know, I mean, everyone's like emotionally everything. <laughs> yes, and I I remember I like I went there my senior year of high school for like a choir trip, and I hated it. Mm. And I was so upset that I hated it because I knew that like if I wanted this career, I'd probably end up there someday. Yeah. And I, I think it was just because it was like crowded and like gross, and I was totally. like, I don't want to live here. Yeah. I mean, and I just like couldn't see the like good things about it right yeah so i mean but i I just went back in may and enjoyed myself and really loved it so i think and i and i think talking with people this summer who are out there in new york like Mm -hmm. have been doing it i feel a lot more comfortable i feel like i have a better grasp on what to do once i get there totally totally (laughs) you know i feel like i can do it (laughs) yeah i mean i was there in june um and i stayed at miles tillman miles tillman and uh kieran's place while I was out there, um, split between a few nights, but I was like, okay, I definitely could do this. Uh-huh. Um, I don't necessarily want, I think I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking, I mean, I'm still brewing on the ideas, but I'm thinking I'm most likely going to go out West, but, um, you know, I, I can relate to that feeling of like, I don't know, there's, it's just crowded. I, I need, I need the space a little yeah. bit. I'm not saying that LA is any different. It's still a city. <laughs> But at least I feel like there's a little bit more breathability out there. Definitely. But um, I mean, I I think you're gonna thrive out there for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, how how are you feeling about the whole this last year? You know, last hurrah type oh deal. Oh my gosh! You know, it's <laughs> the, there's some good things and there's some like scary things. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's great to be a senior. It's kind of you know, it's good to be like top of the food chain and like mm-hmm. it's been. So I think one of my favorite things so far has been meeting the freshmen and like I think getting this year we kind of get to hone our leadership skills a lot and it's been really fun to be able to like lead and influence and kind of um, yeah I mean just like be in charge of a few more things. Yeah I we (laughs) were doing today master class we had our student panel yeah and inside I'm like. Who, who am I right now? I mean, to be, I've still got a lot of stuff to figure out. Who am I to, you know, be giving critiques on these things? I mean, even though it was fun, but uh, it's 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 a weird position to be in because I mean, it, it, four years can go by fast. I mean, it's also four mm. years. Um, oh my gosh! But it's crazy to see how much we've changed. I feel like in just our our time. Definitely, here. we've all been through. I mean, our our class specifically. I always say this, like. I feel like we have been through a lot together and it's brought us together. Like I just, I'm so thankful to be in such a tight knit class. Me too. Um, and like everyone works so hard and they're so Mm -hmm. talented. I just am always, I'm just constantly blown away by the people that we're around every day in our class. And like, so it, and it's crazy to think that freshman year was like three years ago. Yeah. Because I feel like we just got here. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's it, a little scary. Yeah, but it, it, for me, I actually feel like time has kind of gone like pretty distinct. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> I'm at the spot where I'm supposed to be at yeah. while still scary. Mm. Um, but going off what you said, I I love our class. We're like, yeah, we're not best friends. We're not all like hanging out at each other's places every single night. But like we still have that connection of we're all in this together. We're all going through very similar stuff. Um, And I've been appreciative of all of you guys to be able to, you know, carry the load with. Yeah. uh, I think the best thing is we just are all very encouraging towards each other. And so I never feel uncomfortable, you know, doing, doing something new or sharing something like really vulnerable, Mm -hmm. which is the, it's just a great thing. I, I'm just so I can't even express how like grateful I am. And it's like sad that we only have one more year together. Mm-hmm. But like I honestly, genuinely cannot wait to see what every single person in this class does when Absolutely. we leave here because I think everyone just has such great things ahead mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Like. I wholeheartedly mean that. Yeah, and this portion of the podcast is brought to you by the uh, BFA class of 2020. 2020! <laughs> Seniors, baby! <laughs> but, um, okay, well, we have just a little bit of time left. Um, and while we're still talking about this senior year, what are some <laughs> things that you're looking forward to doing? I mean, obviously we talked about American Idiot, but yeah. Yeah, do you have any things that are really on the horizon that you're want to get in before you peace out? 
Um, I'm yeah, like we said, I'm super excited for American Idiot. Um, stoked for for Newsies because I think that's going to give me some opportunities that I've really been looking to have um, yeah. before I graduate. So that's going to be really nice. Um, what else? What am I trying? I'm just really, this is the year I've decided of me um, polishing. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I feel like the past, yeah. you know, yeah, like I'm kind of like we just said, like we're so different than we were when we came in here as freshmen. And I feel like I have been figuring out a lot of things about myself mm. and um, like, finding out what I like to do, what I want to do still. Um, so this is this is the year of polishing what I have, making sure that I feel confident with what I'm bringing to the world right. <laughs> after I graduate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and just also I feel like I, I just really want to focus on relationships this year and mm. like, you know, really, really like savoring each moment right because we have like one more year and i'm it's weird to think like school has pretty much been our whole lives so far yeah it's like all we've ever known and we're like forced to be in this, this like place all day with people we love right um but like that it's not going to be that way yeah. so just we, like tr trying to find the time to strengthen those relationships so that when we get out you know after graduation it's yeah. um we're still like good friends and we still have those connections totally I, it didn't really hit me. I was like, oh, wow, this is my last first day until yeah. I saw all of those last first day posts. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny. I mean, I don't really plan on doing any con further education, mm -hmm. at least not in the moment. I mean, that can all change. <laughs> nope. um, but I mean, there's, uh, like you said, that polishing effort of we've taken all these things that we've gotten to learn and we've gotten to give this really great foundation because i mean uh, these past you know 21 years about to be 22 for me it's <laughs> uh, like uh you know those building blocks of trying to set up what you kind of want to jump off for in your platform you know warts yeah. and all of whatever those building blocks may be um and you know this last year kind of being able to wash off those warts is an interesting thing well yeah that's crazy yeah, yeah. man <laughs> Well, I mean, that that's about it. We're All running, right. We're about our time, but I really appreciate you for coming on. Thank uh, you for having yeah, me. It was super fun. I'd love to have you back at some point in the in the coming months. I love getting just pick your brain. We, we don't really get to like sit down. And no, like really we really don't. Because we're both like very busy in yes. very different spheres. Exactly. So um, I'm really glad that I got to pick your ear about some <laughs> opera stuff that I have no idea yes. about. Definitely going to go check out um, those things that you mentioned Amazing. for sure. And you guys better too. And I point <laughs> to the guys. computer like you are the actual <laughs> listener. Yes. Oh, man. But thank you again so much for coming on. Thank uh, you do you so have any uh, like plugs of Ooh. people? to go follow you or oh my gosh like um you know follow my insta Ooh. at katie s swaney um i think that's my handle honestly i don't know <laughs> i'm on twitter too probably the same handle <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh come see american idiot yep. and come see newsies newsies Ooh. opens december 12th so you've yeah. got some time yeah, get those and uh, yeah, yeah come see us in nyc t minus one year <laughs> yeah. all right guys well thank you so much uh for listening again and we'll catch you on the flip side next episode thanks <laughs>